Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the OK Vibes podcast for part two of the blog titled The Worst Halloween Ever. If you haven't listened to part one, please do yourself a favor, pause right now and go back and listen to part one of this episode and go to okvibes.wordpress.com where I blog my ass off and you can read any and everything that's been going on with me for nearly a decade or so because I've been blogging for a long time. Anyway, I do want to, as I did in the first part of this episode, give a trigger warning that this part of the episode, like the first one, does involve discussions about emotional abuse as well as physical abuse. So for any of my listeners who may not be in the headspace to hear any of those sort of things, do yourself a favor and just pause this and come back whenever you're ready. If you're never ready, that's okay too. I get it because triggers are real. So I wanted to also share with y'all the fact that I realized later that I actually was in a trauma bond relationship. And I'm like, what is trauma bonding? I didn't understand it before. I thought trauma bonding was always having a bond with a person as far as a relationship with this person that was all based on having a similar type of trauma. For instance, if somebody uh, lost their parents in childhood, and perhaps let's say you had that same experience, then you bond over that. That's the basis of your relationship and maybe a friendship or a romantic situation forms. That's what I thought it was. But I found out later after talking to my eldest and much knowledgeable, educated child, Jay, who's been on a few episodes here. The very first episode they appeared on was Lobsters Overrated. Go back and listen to that if you shall. And I would also recommend listening to Transparenting Them, where they discuss their trans experience. But anyhow, uh, apparently trauma bonding is having a repeated cycle of abuse, devaluation, and positive reinforcement which causes an emotional attachment between one and their abuser, basically the victim and the abuser. And that's per healthline.com. There are other definitions of it, but it's all essentially boils down to that is being in a relationship with someone that uses a lot of manipulation and fear and things just to keep that relationship going while at the same time have the abuser sprinkling in some more positive things, uh, in a way I would say giving the victim hope for better, even though it's just going to be more shit, so to speak. And I'm saying that, of course, from my own experience. Oh, man, I'm sorry. But sometimes just saying this shit out loud still and realizing that this is what I really went through. This was what I endured for nearly a year and a half with my ex-fiance is just sometimes a little mind blowing for me. And as I had mentioned in my previous, well, the previous um, half of this episode, I, it was, uh, I just couldn't believe it. It's unbelievable. I'd never had such a heavy relationship like that with someone. 
And I do want to go over some red flags with y'all. I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with red flags. It's been something I've seen widely discussed amongst the net of the interwebs. So I did want to tell you some things in case you did need to know, in case for whatever reason you haven't seen anything that folks have been talking about on socials when it comes to red flags or, you know, ran across any articles about it. But per betterup.com, they have a blog post titled Red Flag Warning, What to Look Out for in Your Relationships. So I want to actually go over some of these or maybe I'll just do them all. Hell, they have 13, so that's not bad. (laughs) And let you know if this applied in my relationship or not. And perhaps it has applied to yours or the current one you're in or any previous, hopefully no future. I'm hoping the purpose of me even doing this two-parter episode is so that you can avoid having to be in a relationship like that. So number one is overly controlling behavior. I will definitely say my ex-fiance was guilty of that. Um, When I would want to break away and do certain things, he would be all right with it sometimes, depending on what it was. But a lot of times when it involved other people, he wasn't cool with that. Uh, number two is lack of trust. He definitely had a lack of trust. He always seemed to assume, despite what my behavior showed, <laughs> despite my character traits that he was exposed to on the reg, that I just, yeah, for whatever reason, just didn't trust me. It was really, really fucking ridiculous having to feel like I always had to defend that I wasn't cheating or up to no good. Uh, number three, feeling low self-esteem. I, that one. That one's hard to say. I would say, yeah, I did feel some periods of low self-esteem, but back to the trauma bonding thing where you do get those periods of highs with a person where it seems like they do some positive behaviors. There were times where I would feel like, okay, I guess we're good. It's secure. I feel really loved and totally accepted by this person. And then there were times where with the trust issues coming in and wanting him wanting to be controlling and, you know, doing things to upset me on purpose where, yeah, I would do, I would say the low feelings came in and I definitely started feeling like less of myself. Like I was just being, I don't want to say disseminated, <laughs> decimated, excuse me, I said that wrong. Uh, but more just like ground down, if that makes any sense. Number four, physical, emotional, or mental abuse. Well, that's pretty much every damn thing I'm saying right now. <laughs> that definitely happened. All the above in my relationship with my ex. Number five, substance abuse. Uh, We didn't have those issues, thankfully, so I can't comment on that. Uh, Number six, narcissism. I believe that my ex may have been narcissistic, but I can't say totally for sure. So I'm just going to leave that one alone and go to number seven, which I could say for sure he had anger management issues. Dude would go from zero to 100 all the time over the smallest things. Number eight, codependency. Now, I won't say I felt like I was addicted to the relationship or that I felt like I needed to be with my ex-fiance, but I felt like he needed to be with me because it seemed like he needed to somewhat insert himself in every part of my life. And it was one of the many struggles we had is, okay, Under try to understand, dude, that yes, there are things that we can do and have as a couple because we are in this relationship together. However, we should also be acting, you know, 
of our own autonomy, like doing things on our own, having our own shit. And I feel like sometimes uh, that was clearly a problem. <laughs> it was clearly a problem, you know, especially if I'm like, hey, I want to do this thing on my own. I want to be alone and do stuff. It was really wild um, just how that went. And let's go to number nine, inability to resolve conflict. <laughs> now, of course, I have to laugh at that because if y'all already heard part of what I said in part one of this episode, then you know I mentioned that we argued a lot and it seemed like we had a lot of miscommunications. And I truly feel like I was just misunderstood from the get-go a lot of times. It's like if I wasn't completely on board with whatever he was thinking and feeling, then boom, this is a huge wartime situation now. And uh, it was very frustrating because I remember me trying to be most of the time the sound and logical one, but him wanting to just keep shit going. Like if I wanted to walk away, it just was a problem so I could calm down and come back with a cooler head to talk. You know, he didn't understand that. It's like, hey, why don't we just take a break and come back to this? I just, he just couldn't. And it was just always like, let's just scream at each other. Let me like insult you and stuff, which I would feel like as an adult, you shouldn't be thinking that's the way to resolve conflict. Number 10, constant jealousy. I do feel like my ex-fiance was very insecure, and so he would automatically get jealous, for sure. I would just even mention about a friend I have who's a male friend that is very gay, and I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm saying that to say that this man is very secure in his sexuality. He is not downplaying it for anybody. He tells you he is loud and proud, and just hanging out with him sometimes, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with, you know, my friend, this particular friend. Uh, it would seem to arouse some feelings. And, I'll, and I think it was partly because he was still not completely sure or completely comfortable with me being pansexual, even though I explained it to him what that means, what it means for me. And even if I mentioned in particular males, it would just be a male thing. Or even if I had mentioned one person in particular that is a very close friend of mine that I did have romantic feelings for who is a female, but that we strictly are friends, like we operate much better as friends, nothing ever really came of that. It was more just, hey, I'm sharing with you, and this was many, many years ago, by the way, that, hey, I do have these romantic feelings for you, even though I know at this point we're right now friends, what do you think? But nothing ever happened, uh, which was a good thing. In hindsight, we are much better as friends, and that's what we are. But whatever I would mention, going to hang out with this person, it was automatically just suspicion. You know, I feel like it was a jealousy thing or just assuming that something was going to happen. It was, it was wild. <laughs> I can say I just feel like always jealous, but in particular if it was male company. I even had relayed this story to another friend of mine that uh, when I started at my current day job, I started with two other people who were also males, and the way it was set up on that first day is we pretty much had to just stay together because we went through training together, and then we had, we had um, what was it, lunch together. That's just how it was designed. I didn't see an issue with that. It makes sense. Like, hey, just keep the newbies together. We know where they are. It's not, you know, a problem, and when I mentioned this to him, he automatically just flew off the handle. Like, why are you hanging out with these guys? Like, bro, I'm not hanging out with them. <laughs> like, this is literally part of my job, and there is no issue. So, yeah, there's always something. Number 11, gaslighting. 
Uh, yeah, definitely that happened in that relationship. Uh, dude was always trying to flip the script on me, trying to insinuate that I did something that didn't happen or that I implied something or something, you know, it was always, yeah, you did this thing. It's like, no, I didn't. (laughs) I know I fucking didn't. Or just him jumping the gun about shit. Number 12, ooh, which relates to a lot of what we already mentioned, y'all, in particular about my ex-fiance, lack of emotional intelligence. Oh my gosh. Part of what it says here on betterup.com in regards to emotional intelligence. People with a low level of emotional intelligence are unable to pick up on your feelings or empathize with you. This often results in unnecessary conflicts or forms of manipulation. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. And here's the last one is number 13, negatively affecting your relationship with family and friends. Again, absolutely. I even at the time when I was with this person, which this other person, I are still friends. We just don't talk as much, but I have a male friend, a straight male friend. And whenever I mentioned this friend, it was like, oh yeah, like we're probably going to go have dinner and catch up. Like, you know, I'd see this friend like once or twice a year, like we barely saw each other, but you know, keep in touch just to make sure we're still alive and shit. And we had a working relationship for about six years and that's how we actually formed our friendship. And we've hung out outside of that, had just, you know, one-on-one dinners. This person's married, has kids, you know, there's nothing going on. Okay. So whenever I mentioned this person, I'm like, yeah, we're probably going to get together automatically no that stops now there's no way you're going to be going and having dinner with another man unless I'm there it was just yeah so yep that definitely affected a lot of shit (laughs) for sure so if y'all want to read the article I will put a link in my show notes which by the way don't forget when it comes to any of these podcast episodes I always have a link in the show notes to the blog post that it originates from. So please do not forget, go check it out. Go read my shit. Sometimes it's nice to read along or read the blog post before you jump into the podcast episode. But enough of that. I'm pretty sure y'all are here because you want to hear what Autumn has to say about the shit that went down. So without further ado, Let us get ready to enter into this fucked up ass story, y'all. It's a fucking doozy. I would like to apologize in advance for the quality of the audio recording you'll be hearing per the call I had with Autumn. For whatever reason, the app I used to record this was just wild. I don't know why it was acting up, especially during this time. So... My bad if there's a lot of distortion and some words get cut out, but I didn't want to throw this away because a lot of it is good and you can hear it and is very helpful. So I do hope that you enjoy what's to come. And again, I'm sorry for the audio quality. We welcome back Autumn, a.k.a. Audie J, a.k.a. Team Strawberry, to discuss the shit that went down, what she witnessed beforehand, the red flag she saw in my ex-fiance. She's gonna drop it all for you, spill the tea. And I'm even gonna reveal some things to her that she wasn't aware of that I was dealing with throughout this fucked up ass relationship. So let's get into it. 
I do appreciate you coming back on the show just to get into this shit because having an outsider perspective with you are truly the definition of an outsider because you were there to witness every damn thing even yeah. before and the after and all so it's nice to have you here to well, talk about it all nice. it's nice to be back welcome back welcome back well, i feel like every all both the podcasts we've done before this i've started off with a song some kind of way like what the fuck you always have a song in your song heart. for something i do thing. i feel like a troll now thank you you always have a song in your heart it's you do I, i'm not i swear i'm not trying to no i know i know because i really do i really do but no i am um thank you for having me back i'm excited to talk about it. i wish we didn't have to because like of course like if this never happened we wouldn't have to talk about it but this is true but i will say i feel like it was like unfortunate but fortunate that it happened for me because it made me realize a lot of holes in my own game and what i needed to do myself because i had to of course step back and ask myself why would i allow this person to just drain me so much and you know i had to do a deep dive spiritually to see what was really going on so that I can prevent any type of shit like this from happening again, if I, you know. So, yeah, I would say that's the silver lining is that I came out better from the situation and better than yeah. what I was before the situation. Well, shit, that's the only. I'm not I'm not the only good thing. Is what I'm trying to say, not the only good thing out of it because you know, like you were saying with the pot with doing the episode, hopefully it will touch somebody else and get them out of you know, a situation, let them know to not put up with it or accept that. So it benefits you and hopefully somebody else, even if it's just one other person, you know? Exactly. So I do want to ask just so people can get more of a picture of this individual when, because we hung out, we hung out with, uh, with this person that was my partner and you and your partner, like we actually hung out. So yeah. even while we were hanging out and all that, did you even think that this person yes. is capable? Ooh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> of uh, getting to the level they got to. Yes, immediately. Yes, <laughs> picture it, Sicily, nineteen sixty-two. So I will say, I will start by giving a disclaimer. There were a lot of flags for me from the beginning, but as your friend, I didn't want to rain on your parade in the sense of like, you were very happy or you were, you know, said you were very happy with the situation. So I was genuinely happy for you. And I know with me, with the relationship troubles I've had before, I do sometimes um, tend to always look for the worst in somebody else's partner or relationship expect the worst you know what I mean and look for it because I'm like "Mm, mm, mm, it's too good to be true right and I know what I've been through so I don't you know they're gonna do the same thing so I didn't want to say anything and then feel like an asshole because like being completely wrong you know what I mean right or feel like I was just like being negative Nancy like I did not want to cloud over your 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 happiness you know what I mean so that is the only reason that I have not ever um, told you the red flag. Although, I, now that I'm thinking of it, I, I, I kind of did one time I told you something flagged for me. Um, 
when we were at the we're going to the parade thing but i'll get into that <laughs> yes after everything else but do you remember that like i, I mentioned something to you i was like i can't really get into it because he was in the car with you so i couldn't really get too much in depth but yeah i'll say that later anyway okay what was your question? <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the question was, what signs did you see um, before leading up to that night in Philly where all the so, shit hit the fan? I will say, when was it the first time that I had met him? Was it the night that we had? No, we had hung out before that with you that's... and your partner. And remember, we had tacos. No, no, no. That's what I mean. Is that the first time that I met him in person? No, I think you met him before that. I can't remember what that's the what I'm trying was, to remember. Though. But it was like very brief. I remember. Oh, that, so... you came over to drop off something at my place. Yes, when I was. And that's pregnant. when you first yes. met him. Yeah, but it was very quick because I was just yeah, dropping something off, quick. and then yeah, okay. So the first night that I really even met him was the night at our at my house. So it wasn't like a huge red flag, but just a little bit of a like a all right, like a pink flag. Your, yeah, like <laughs> like keep your eye on this. Um, we were talking about something. And he just kept going back to how, oh, the story with the waitress um, flirting with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> His response to that and and when you were explaining, you know, why it bothered you, why you felt like the way you felt. His response just kept being like, nah, you're tripping. Like, you ain't have no, like, basically invalidating your feelings. Right. And to me, the reason that that was a pink flag is because I'm like, the way he was just talking, it just made me feel like he was trying to cover up. Like he knew what was going on and he liked it and he may have participated in part of it, but he was trying to make it seem like kind of deflect off of him being wrong and make you wrong. And that when people do that, it's just, mm, nah, something ain't right. Especially over something like that, like right, because it's not like I was over there screaming about it or anything at all. You were very calm, and the whole night he just kept going back to it. Like the conversation would change, and he just kept bringing that back up. And then he would always say, like he was saying stuff like stuff that you do, I guess, that gets on his nerves, like in joking way. But I'm I pay attention to everything. So right, he said you always complaining about something. It was something stupid. I'm like, well, that's not really a complaint. That's like something that needs to be said but whatever <laughs> so that just kind of threw me for a loop and then when we were talking about um where he used to the bodyguard oh yeah where bounce, he used to work. bounce yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i i don't know i was just like this dude's a loose cannon this is a loose wire because i know like we joke that him and i are both gemini so our our personalities are very similar but like some of the shit that he would like fight for, I was just like, mm, oh no, wait, hold up like, now. He's a Leo. No, I thought he was a Ge- no. You know what it was? We're I was. It's not Gemini. It's not the of Gemini. We were saying how you're dating me and I'm dating you. Basically, yeah. our partners are each other, and but so very opposite. And him and I are very similar. Right. So that's what that's what it was. But um. Yeah, it just kind of just was like, all right, radar up, keep your eye on it. Um, and then I would say the next big 
Well, now I feel like I'm rambling on. Do you want to say something? No, 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 because I want your perspective. I pretty much already have got into some things that I observed and whatnot. But I'm glad that you saw some of those things because this, you know, when I go back and I think about the whole relationship, there were a lot of times, and I have journal entries as proof to myself, which I'm glad I keep so I can remind myself about all the shit times where I tried to break it off with him and you have no idea how many times like no one in my life knows really how many that I tried to actually walk away but he would do things like you know threaten to ruin my life or even threaten to hurt himself Mm. there were many I don't even know how many times he actually would threaten to hurt himself like I'm there was a night and I don't think I told you about this where he actually grabbed my letter opener. I don't remember what we were arguing about. I think I said something along the lines of like, this is going to be done. Like we're, And he was just like, no, I'll fucking hurt my, you know, I'll fucking like stab myself right now. And he grabbed my letter opener and I'm trying to wrestle it from him. Cause I'm just like, what the fuck? No, you're not. Oh my God. Yeah. And then I ended up like slicing my pinky open, trying to get it away what from What the him. heck? Yeah. Oh my god. Pause though. Can we just talk about the fact that you have a letter opener? How old are you? Nobody <laughs> uses letter opener. <laughs> I am a professional, okay? <laughs> Too shade. Shit, I'm not about to be tearing open a letter with my hands if I don't have to. Okay. All right. That's just kind of old, but hashtag golden girl. <laughs> but I'll take that. I will take that. <laughs> Um, but I just thought of this. It's not in sequence order, but um, another flag for me in the beginning was when you told me how many kids he had and like baby mamas or whatever that he didn't, because he has multiple kids, right? It was something with the. I'm gonna say the, uh, <laughs> less than five, but more than one. And yeah, so I, it was something about, and I can't think of it right now, but it was something about. The, the kids and baby mama situation that was like, uh-uh, what's wrong? What's wrong with him that he keep going through people and just failed relationships? Like, I know everybody does go through failed relationships, but like, I don't know, maybe my senses were just too high on alert, but no, it was just no, like something. You know, you always, yeah. it seems like when you love somebody, love is blind, mm-hmm. so you make Hell yeah about who they really are for me that I realized that instead of me falling in love with I felt like he could have been I needed to accept who he really was mm-hmm. everything yeah. that he showed and but like you said love is mine like did. yeah I see I'm just finding out now that he's done it showed his ass more than once like oh, yeah. so that's just oh, yeah. like oh my god that makes me feel better that this whole time that I was thinking like something ain't right with him I was right (laughs) no you're right but of course you know I didn't want to just tell people because for one thing I didn't want people to worry number two I really felt like I was gonna get better and number three because I highly value it you know my friends especially you you're my family okay we're soul sisters I didn't want anybody to be concerned about the fact that this person that I was going to marry was not going to be able to mesh well with my soul family I didn't want there to be like that judgment there. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. And I was also not gonna lie, like a bit embarrassed at all that shit was yeah. going on with me because I'm like, I'm I better than that. this. Like I'm yeah. stronger than this. Like I'm smarter than this. Why am I, why would I allow such a thing to happen? You know, like surely that God didn't put this man in my life just for all of this. And it's like, well, right. did God choose this person for me or did I choose this person for me? Right. Because there's a difference. <laughs> Very big difference. And now that you say the marriage thing, that was another thing that he wanted to marry you so fast. And that yes. he started like spending the night and being over there with his kid all the time. Yeah. Like, and I'm glad like an opportunity for him because that also played a part in how fast the relationship moved. Because getting like no joke, like damn near right after it was announced, like oh my god, people need a quarantine, pandemic, yeah. COVID's on the loose. So in our mind, I can speak for him when I say this. You know, we were thinking, oh, shit, we don't know what's going to happen here. Like, we really just need to make the most of this time. So that's yeah. why I feel like we, you know, it was a bit rushed in that relationship. Why perhaps he also felt like after six months <laughs> that he should propose to me. So, yeah, yeah that, was, was, that was definitely uh, another flag. But you yeah. were happy. You, you expressed to me that you were happy. So I didn't want to, again, you know, be like, um, girl, what? Sometimes we, you know, as friends, we, yeah, of course, we, I will always keep it real with you. And and eventually I would have said something because if it would have just kept getting worse and worse, which it did. But yeah, it did. in the beginning, <laughs> you know, we also have to let our friends live in the decisions that they make and support them and just stand by them, even if we don't agree, and just keep them in prayer and be there for support for if it does go wrong, you know, they know that we're there, but not push ourselves on them and say no I don't do that um sometimes some situations call for you to have to do that and some don't and I feel like with this one this was a because you've always been on a journey like you always just get stronger year by year of you soul searching like ever since I've known you you've always done different things throughout your the years that we've known each other to self-reflect and evaluate and you always have no matter what the situation you're in you always have a a I um what's the word like a positive outlook and uh this is going to teach me something somehow even if I'm, I'm in it for a reason like you know what I mean so you're you know you're an adult you make you're a big girl and you make good decisions so I know eventually you know if, if you're doing something that I'm like uh maybe you shouldn't do that I know you're you're eventually going to get it and realize like no nah, like I don't deserve this I'm more than this like I have enough faith in you that you wouldn't have just let this person just drag you completely down to the ground. Like eventually I knew you would have came to your senses in a sense, you know what I mean? Right. So, um, you know, as a friend, it's hard being a friend with shit like that. Sometimes I will. Oh, say, I cause know. Cause uh, <laughs> I, I know you done felt that with me. <laughs> that more than one time. So with different people. So, so yeah, definitely. I definitely know what that's like to not really be feeling somebody's partner, but you don't want to be the cause of a problem mm -hmm. with your friend because of that. But it's hard. It is It is difficult. Yeah. It is so, very. It's, damn, it's I feel like, like I have to say I'm sorry to you for no, having me for put you in that situation because it is hard, no. especially when you really love somebody and you can see the damage you know i know i didn't say i didn't say as much about what was going on but, but still. I, I i will say i don't there's nothing for you to feel bad about because 
again, I I already have red flags. So my radar was already, I was already on go, like ready. Like the minute she called me and say some shit's going down, I'm already ready. So it was like, a, it, it didn't come to a shock to me. I, so I, I feel like it would have been harder for me if I wouldn't have seen the red flags either. And we just would have been like, hopelessly happy about this relationship and then shit would have came crashing down and then I would have been trying to like help you heal from it with also trying to figure out like oh my god how did I allow this to happen how did I not know how did I not see like the fact that I wasn't blindsided when it happened I think helped me as a friend be able to help you through the 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 aftermath more yeah, so believe me, I was already me, kind of preparing myself for how you I was already preparing myself for helping. Yeah, so because I had so many red flags, I was already like, you know, so prep talking myself like, okay, if and when something happens, she's gonna be heartbroken, and this is what I'm gonna do to help her pick up the pieces. So it it was kind of helpful that I I saw it and didn't say anything because, like I said, I prepared myself to. I wasn't caught off guard. So I wasn't scrambling, trying to figure out how can I help her feel better and and heal. You know what I mean? So, but as far as the another flag, when we went to Pride, um, there was something we were talking about in the car, and I don't want to bring up that situation. Um, something that happened at home, and um, involving another person. And his response and how he handled the situation did not sit well with me. So it made me kind of like, hmm. The way he was talking about that situation, I was like, uh, he's a little too excited to uh, feel this way. And, and he's too he's too ready to fight, basically. Right. And the person yeah. that it was was like, no, that doesn't even make sense. Like, why are you that angry? You would think it was a... Uh, like an arch enemy or something but so that stuck in my mind but um when we got there well actually it started before we got there when you told me that we were on um, that he was going to drive not was it that was it pride? yeah because he drove everybody to pride yeah when you said he was going to come with us to pride and drive i was like mm, why like okay <laughs> but when we get there and the whole time He's miserable. Yes. Oh my gosh. That annoyed <laughs> me so much. Like, you know, we're like, doing this thing. Exactly. I told you, you about where we were thing, going. And you're complaining and basically kind of killing the vibe for everybody. Yeah. Like, he was miserable the whole time. Cause I guess, cause it was, I'm not trying to say he, he's homophobic, but I well, know if he felt uncomfortable. <laughs> I wonder I think if he, he is, but... was actually because he never seemed very comfortable with my sexuality. Yeah, that was another thing. But then he would be weird about my friends that I would mention, like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with so-and-so, or I talk to so-and-so, knowing that their orientation was pretty much, you know, they were gay or, you know, gay adjacent or whatever you want to call it. They're queer. You know, it seemed like that would make him a bit uncomfortable. It's like, why is that you being with me as a problem and my eldest child being in that community as well? You know, he would act like it wasn't such a huge issue and he would even throw out like oh but one of my friends is gay yeah but you don't hang out with that uh, friend I don't hear you talking about hanging that. out with that friend so is that even right. really a friend or is that just somebody you know that you might mm-hmm. have a decent rapport with because there's a difference oh my god yeah that he definitely gave me 
homophobic vibes that day because he was just so it was just it, it just it, it baffled me because I'm like if you don't feel comfortable at an event like this why the fuck did you come you, you because could've... he wanted to prove to me we'll be around gay people because of so, me questioning him about that. it so hard for so you know different situations I would question him about it so I feel like he wanted to do that just to support it could have been two reasons could have been and or because maybe he just wanted to make sure I wasn't out there trying to like wave my pansexual flag and hook up with somebody so that's what I was gonna say I didn't feel that he was doing it he came, you know, to show support. He said, now, there, we were having a conversation, we were all eating, and that's what he said. I wanted to come and show that I support you and what you want to do and what you, you know, I wanted to come support you. He said that, but from the very beginning um, of our experience there, I knew he, I feel he came to keep tabs on me. Right. Right. Um, I really just felt like he came to keep tabs on me because if I'm not mistaken, he wasn't even supposed to be going at first. It was supposed to be me, you, and the oldest spawn. Yes. And then I found out he was coming and he was driving, and that's why I was like, "Huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I don't gotta drive, so I guess it's okay." And then we get there, and just how he was even acting there, like he was like fucking attached to your hip, like you couldn't go order a fucking hot dog, like it was just. <laughs> <laughs> it was just crazy. It, so his whole vibe and demeanor there, I was like, nah, he, he definitely came to keep tabs on her. And um, as I forget, we were talking about something else too. Like, I think I asked him, like, why'd you come? Like, I didn't say it in a mean way, but I was just like, you know, whatever. And you, yeah, because he was irritated about the food. That was the other thing. He got so upset about not having them food truck options and the lines being long and blah 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 which everybody was upset about so I get it but I think that's what made me ask him like you know you didn't have to come be like you hated here and I forget what he said why he came I know one point he did say it was because he wanted to show support but I'm like no you could have been anywhere like I, and I remember telling him you and Mark could have hung out together you and my boyfriend could have hung out together today while we did this. Like, why did you come? So it just kind of, just kind of was like, okay, another red flag. Right. The next one, though, <laughs> yeah. When when he <laughs> when he showed me the um the poster board. Oh, <laughs> with all our pictures on. Yes. Okay. Because what okay it's a couple <laughs> you things gotta that, explain. Gotta explain yeah because it's, it's a couple things that like that made me be like what the fuck first of all do not get me wrong anybody who was listening okay i am sometimes i am a hopeless romantic i believe i don't think there's nothing wrong with that okay so i say that to say that cute little gestures that some people would may deem as corny, some little gestures in a relationship actually do mean a lot. And they are very cute and have, they serve their purpose of showing your partner that you really love them and you think about them all the time and all that. But this motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> this 
This even went to the damn arts and crafts section of the dollar store, Michael's, <laughs> Joanne Fabric, somewhere. Okay, somebody's <laughs> school project <laughs> section. <laughs> And got a poster board, okay? And some markers. There's some tape, okay? Oh, and let's not forget that it's the year 2022. Or was it 2021 at this point? Whatever. 2021 at this point. We were together a year and a half. Okay, so it's 2021. It means that times have progressed enough that don't nobody go to the goddamn photo store process or whatever they call the camera store. And print out pictures off their phone to put on a poster board? That's school project shit. That's what you do when you have to make a timeline of your life when you're in third grade. Like, no. So, the other part that threw me off about it before I even get into the was that he had so many pictures of you, right? Yes! Yeah, and, I'm not gonna lie, that threw me off because I didn't even keep, like, half those pictures. And that's what that's what stuck in my mind was the fact of how many times when he was showing me the board and and all the pictures, it was so many times that you were like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even know he had all these pictures or where did you get that picture from? I don't remember even taking that or like, and I'm like, what? Like, should he fucking put pictures up of emojis that you guys send each other? Like, I know that really what? got me too. Cause I'm like, wow, you you saved the. Right, like I never seen the bitmojis. Me either. Like I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like you could do that. (laughs) (laughs) So that was like very much like serial killer vibes for me. Like I'm not even joking. Like that was so fucking weird. But I, in the moment, I'm like, okay, she seems like she likes this, and he's really excited about it. So I was like, oh my god, I won't, I won't lie. I thought it was very cute and thoughtful because nobody ever did anything like that for me. I was like, oh, that's really nice. And I remember being told long ago, and maybe you were told this too, that, oh, it's, it's more important that likes you or loves you more than you love him. Right. So when I saw he did that, I was like, oh, I guess maybe he really does love me a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) curated this shit and put it together yeah but at the same time it was a little unsettling and we actually argued about that fucking thing because he wanted me to like put it up in a specific place in my bedroom (sighs) and i was like i don't know about really hanging this up here and he's just like oh well why not like i was just gonna be like okay yeah it's cute and put it up in my closet yeah but he really wanted me to have it out out like so I guess I could see it every day and you know I watch a lot of um, murder mysteries so a lot of fatal attraction stuff and snap and all that and that's all I could think about when he made that like what was like the fact that he got the picture I'm still just stuck on he has so many pictures of you <laughs> yeah I, you know, was and, wild. I was like I forgot about that because what? when we were done, when I was like, this is definitely over, I took every damn thing. Well, I'm going to, I'm that's a lie. I took most of the stuff because some of the stuff he gave me, I kept like some nice shoes he got me. I'm like, I'm not going to throw these shoes out. They're nice. But like the poster board, the fucking giant teddy bear, all that shit, that went. I got the fuck out. That went to Goodwill or went to trash. Good. Because that was, that just threw me off. I was like, wow. That is, whew. That was something different, man. <laughs> something different. Because this, this is my thing, too, with that, right? Like, 
I, I have pictures of, I say pictures of Mark and I that we've taken over the years, you know what I mean? And one year for his birthday, I printed some out and put them in a photo album. And I wrote the year of the pictures and all that. So that we'll have that, you know, as memories. And we, when we, as we're older, or we can show our kids, like, you know, whatever. So I would have been more okay with it if he would have, like, printed out you guys' pictures and, like, put them in, like, a, a photo album and was, like, you know, here. Because, like, with the one I did for Mark, I put song lyrics that applied to, like, the pictures and stuff. So something like that, I'd have been, like, okay with. Because that's kind of, like, more normal. <laughs> but to cut them shits out, you had your safety scissors out, your Elmer's blue. Stupid safety <laughs> scissors. <laughs> Fucking kindergarten scissors. I mean, he did act real immature, so I guess I that's mean, an appropriate uh, right? reference. Yeah. So I was like, that's kind of cool. Okay. But, you know. Um, <laughs> and then I guess the next flag after that was the whole whole big night. Yeah, so I feel like you have to tell this story from your perspective, and I don't know if you want to go into the whole entire thing, or if you just want to start from the top. Well, I will say the first flag about that night was once again him driving us. Okay, so to the people listening, I, you know, again, I sometimes a hopeless romantic, but I think it's cute and nice when a guy opens the car door for his girl mine don't do that but you know I think it's cute I'm not even joking I think oh that's so cute like or hold the door open I get that but we were going to a drag show in Philadelphia now before he came into to your life you and I have both driven each other different places and been just fine so the fact that he decided that he was going to drive us there to Philly, come back down to Delaware, go home, and then wait for us to be done, drive up there to come get us, just to drive us back. I was like, what? Like that, <laughs> none of that makes sense. Like I couldn't even find a rational reason that he thought that was a good idea. And I know he said, because it's unsafe and everything, but like we are two grown ass women, okay? And we weren't fucking on D block in Philly. Like we were not in the hood. So we would have been fine. So I don't know how you felt about him driving, but that to me, I was like, what the fuck? That's well, I, I didn't have a problem because, well, number one, I think he's going to show his fucking ass, of course. But I was looking at, okay, we don't have to worry about parking because we know how hard it can be to find parking in cities. And I also get paranoid about going to cities and parking my car, when I'm, especially if I'm not familiar, because I don't know if I might come out and my shit's sitting on some cinder blocks. That's just the thought I have. Mm-hmm. And, and because of that, that also contributes to my anxiety with driving in big cities like that. So he knew about that. And that's why he's like, oh, well, I can drive and then you don't have to worry about that or you got to pay for parking. So I'm like, all right. I mean, that'll that'll make me less stressed. So that's why I went for that. No, <laughs> no, I get what I get what 100 percent what you're saying. But I think maybe because I already had some red flags and my antennas were already up for him. I was like, nope ain't right and sure enough unfortunately I was right because come to find out this motherfucker never even left he, he was supposed to go back to Delaware 
because it was we were, we were gonna be there at least like two hours or something because it was like we were eating it was a drag show you know right when we get together we the, the event could be done and we're still sitting there three hours later talking so like you know he's supposed to go home and I don't remember how but we found out that he was outside the whole time just sitting outside he was, okay. I think he started at a bar because he went to a bar first because that's when the text happened when he was blowing my phone up. Because remember, oh, yeah. we walked in and the promoter of the drag show we were going to see, because that was the whole reason we were going, was like, oh, there's going to be a male strip show afterwards. Y'all are welcome yeah. to stay. And we didn't know this until we got there. We didn't know right. what the hell was going on after that. I thought it was just a drag show. Okay, we out of here. So being... <laughs> trying to be what I would think a considerate partner and not feel like I'm mm-hmm. trying to be up to no good or anything. You know, we took the opportunity to reach out to both our partners and say what's going right. on now. Your partner, Mark, <laughs> responded mm-hmm. as I feel like anybody should. Like, oh, okay, well, cool. I mean, if y'all want to do that, cool. If not, whatever. Right. See you later. Have a good time. Right. And the motherfucker I was dealing with freaked out just completely freaked out and accused me of lying and as if me and you set this whole thing up and we yep. knew what was going down. And that's when he started blowing up my phone. I even had to put him on do not disturb. Then he started even emailing me mm. like, what is going on? Why don't you answer my calls? This is some bullshit. And I'm trying to like really be like, calm down. There is nothing to worry about. We are not staying for this. I will let you know when the show is over so you can come and get us. Right. And that was just not good enough. At all, because this motherfucker, we got through the whole drag. No, we got through most of the drag show, and he comes walking through the door. So now he's standing there next to you, like damn near sitting on your lap. Yes, uh, and uh, like filled with rage. Yes, angry. Now, mind you, to those who are listening, this is a drag show, which means this is men dressed as women. Okay, and he has got an attitude because they're half naked. And we're he comes in and we're like screaming and hollering and having a good time and having a great dollars, time and I'm throwing dollar bills and, at this point. But yeah, like, we had some good drinks, good we had some delicious food, and we had a great show live in front of us. So he got he was angry. I think at one point he went out because the then I remember the the strip show did kind of start happening, but at this point the drag show had just ended and the strip show started so he I guess he left after he got mad went back outside and then you text him I think and said or called and said you know it's done and before we could even get out the fucking door or get up to even leave he comes in and they're like about to start the the strip show so he comes in cussing and fussing trying to grab her up and snap and tell her let's go and I'm sitting there at first, like, oh, I don't know, do it. Don't do all it. these fucking people are looking at me. I'm, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is embarrassing as hell. Like, seriously? Why are you acting like It was like, like you could hear the like retrograde scratch. Like, and it was instantly, like, all eyes on us. Because that's how loud and chaotic yeah. he was. Yes. Like, to the point where people came up asking us, were we okay? Like, it was crazy. So it was, it started just going out of control so fast that I can't even remember. Like, and remember, even at biggest... one point, the oh, do you want to come back here so that you can get yeah. away from him? 
Yep. And I'm just like, fuck, I can't believe this shit right now. Yep. Oh, and then he got the bartender off did when that. I went back with the bartender. Yep, that, that, that enraged him even more. Because yep. I'm saying, you need to there. calm down. Why the fuck do I want to be around you when you're acting exactly. like this? And I think and then, somewhere in that conversation is when I was like, well, not going home with you. Not when you're acting like yep. this. And that even put him even higher on the radio. Yep. So when you went behind the bar and said that, I was standing between like blocking so he couldn't get back in the bar and then security had came had been over at this point and then he's trying to fight them now yeah man so they're trying to get him, bro, like, yeah they're like you need to leave you need to leave and he's like no nah, i'm not going anywhere without my woman i ain't going nowhere without my woman and that's when i'm like nah, like this is just too fucking much now you got like 85 bouncers in here trying to get you out of here so i'm like walking with security trying to get him out and while you're behind the thing calling the uber or ordering an Uber or whatever. And he tells me, yeah, and I'm about to call Mark and tell him that you up here at a strip shop. I bet he don't know this. He's going to be oh, mad. Yeah, I said, no, I he's not. That, I'm thinking yeah. you're a fucking fool. I said, <laughs> he knew exactly I said, no, what you do. I said, my man knows what, what I'm doing, <laughs> and he doesn't care because he's not crazy like you. And I guess that set him off even more, so he really starts cussing and fussing. So they finally get him outside. We sit down waiting for the Uber or Lyft or something. And security comes over, like, where might I have to call the cops? Like, he's out there trying to fight the security, trying to get in. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So, you're now at this point, even more people are coming over to us. Like, oh, my God, he has a gang. We're like, yeah, we're good. We did meet two nice gay guys, though. That, we like, did. Were I wish I they were right or die. Like, I know. <laughs> but um, they really were looking out. Yes. So, the, the Uber, Lyft, whatever, finally gets there. And... We're like, is he still out there? And they're like, yeah, he's still out there. He won't leave. Um, but we're going to walk y'all out to the thing. So we come through the door, try to get into the lift. And I remember like, oh, fuck, my keys are in his car. Yeah, and I'm like, fuck. I remember just like this sinking feeling in my stomach. Yes. Like, yeah, I don't want to see this motherfucker again. Yeah, so I'm like, well, I'm about to go get my keys out the car. So he follows me to the car. And as I have my hand on the handle, he like slams the door and jerks my arm back. So, oh, before we even made it outside, when the bouncers, me and the bouncers were walking him out when he was saying that he was going to tell on me, um, he was, like, getting in my face, and I was getting in his, getting back in his, and I actually, at one point, put my hands around his neck and, like, pushed him back, like, get the fuck out of my face. So, that probably set him off even more, so that by the time we got outside and I tried to get my teeth out of his car, he grabbed my arm slam the door and was blocking the door so I'm literally like I threw my purse and I'm literally like wrestling with him to get his door open while security is still trying to get him to like get away from us the lift driver is like um y'all better come on I'm leaving like it was this older like white lady she was really nice though but um she was like you got like two seconds and I'm leaving so I'm like well I'm about to do whatever I gotta do to get my keys so finally I got the door open and got my keys out we get in the um the car with the lady he's still cussing and fussing with security the lady pulls off we realize this motherfucker is following us yes. like he oh. is on her, now on let her me back path. up a bit before we get to that part because after I believe you and him had that like little scuffle he was trying to shove me into the front seat mm, yes, in the passenger seat that. Yep, and that, trying that to force yep. me to go home with him yep. and I'm yelling yep. screaming at him no I'm not getting in the fucking car with you 
And then at some point while we're trying to get between there to the lift, he's like still screaming stuff, trying to get things going. And I'm, and you know, saying, oh, but you're my wife and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, fuck mm-hmm. you. <laughs> and whatever the yep. hell else I said, because I did have some drinks. So I don't remember everything I said clearly. <laughs> but I do remember taking off my engagement ring set and throwing it at his fucking chest. Yes. And at this point, there was like, like a crowd of shit. people watching outside. <laughs> and I'm thinking, man, I really hope nobody's recording this fucking shit right now and circulating it online because right. this is like one of my worst fucking moments right here. But it was enough to distract him so that we could get away into the uh, yeah. lift. Yeah. Into the lift. I forgot that part because that pissed me off even more when I finally grabbed you and tried to shove you in the door. Like, uh-uh. I think at one point I grabbed you back and was like, no, we're not the fuck ain't going with you. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. So we get in the lift, like yeah, and we drive off, and we realize he's following behind us. Like Oof, he's so close man. on her ass. Like if if she would have braked, he would have like hit her. So like we're coming up to stop signs and red lights, and he's like right on our ass, and he keep beeping, trying to get her to stop. Then at one point, I think he had somehow like had the gun or something like that. Oh, he had a non-lethal gun. It had like that, uh, okay, yeah. hydrogen or some shit type of bullets in it. But it was yeah. a non-lethal. But either way, rem- I think we had got stopped at a red light or something. And, and he, he got jumped out the, the car. fuck out. Yeah. Yep, he got it was out like yelling car, at the lift driver and shit. Yelling at her, trying to get the door to open. So she like pulls off. He jumps in the car and follows us back. When I tell you this motherfucker followed us all the way from Philly back to her house. Now, mind you, as we're in the, the lift, we're on the phone with Pennsylvania's police department. And they basically told us they, they ain't nothing they gonna do. And part of the reason was, well, y'all are driving now. You're you're going into Delaware. That's not our territory. Um, and then we didn't know where we were in Philly, like when because she kept making like all these crazy turns trying to like lose them. So we had no idea how to tell her where we were. And they were like well, if you don't stop driving and, like, park somewhere we can't come to, like, we can't, just, we're not going to follow y'all, like, try to figure out where you are. And, we're, and then they were, like, turn around, go to the police station. He's following us. Like, what do you mean? So we ended up just having to drive back, and he followed the whole way there. So at one point, we thought we lost him when we were getting closer to your house. And... I don't know how he even ended up getting ahead of us at one point because we didn't even see, but I remember we pulled into your complex and he was parked there. Oh, no. What happened was we did get there, but it was like damn near a minute or something shy before he got there. Oh, okay. And where the Lyft driver was at, uh, I think we saw, we were, because we were on the lookout, and then all of a sudden his car came, and then she, like, had to covertly try to get out, hoping that he wouldn't see, and yeah. then I ended up going back to your place for, like, an hour or something. Yeah, because she said, she was like, well, I got it, when we realized he was following us, she was like, they're not going to let her complete the ride until, we, like, we get to your house, so she turned it, completed the ride, turned it off, and then we went to my house, and, um, called Mark and let him know he came down and met us or whatever. And we were just like, please don't let him show up here because Mark is on demolishing us. Like, we ain't playing that. So you did stay for an hour. I wanted you to stay tonight because I was nervous, but you stayed. And then um, I remember I had Mark take you home 
and I think he was already there. Oh, uh, yeah, girl. I came yeah. home. I'm looking, of course, looking to see if his car is in the parking lot. And I'm like, okay, he must have went to his mom's or her friends to sleep it off for some shit. Oh, hell no. I walk in thinking I'm going to just jump in the shower, go to bed. I'll deal with this bullshit in the morning. Oh, no. I come into my bedroom that is all dark and turn on the light. Nope, this motherfucker is sitting in my bed waiting for me. And I ain't gonna lie, that made me nervous as fuck. I was like, oh my god, like, he is going to, like, murder her tonight. Because, like, that was, that was next, but it, it was one thing to, like, after we did, then he followed us, and then he just pops up in your bedroom. Like, he thought that was a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, the fact that, that he even admitted later, like, yeah, I parked my car, like, over at the Wawa parking lot. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like wow, you just... <laughs> You just planned to terrorize me, which he proceeded to, like, all night, refused to let me leave the bedroom, was just screaming at me and saying all kinds of shit, just would not try to listen to the truth at all, could not even understand why his behavior was out of order, could not Mm -hmm. seem to process and accept that we were done, that I was not tolerating his shit, that this was so just above and beyond anything. Why do you think we need to stay together? It was already rough. We were all, it was already at the point where it wasn't that great. <laughs> and then that happened. That was just the cherry on top of the fucked up Sunday. Yeah. And then I remember I like was texting you as long as I could stay up, just checking on you once I found out that he was there. Like, cause it took a while for you to respond. And then you're like, I'm sorry, he's here, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh my God, so I was paranoid. So yeah, that's that why. Because this motherfucker was terrorizing me. Yeah. And, and I was year. fearful that if I did grab my phone, that he could like destroy my phone, which I didn't want to happen. So yeah. I could keep in contact in case it happened. And then I remember I called, called to text you early. No, I texted you early. And I called him early in the morning. And yep, the next day answer, on Halloween, so I, which is yeah. why <laughs> that was the worst fucking Halloween I've ever had. Yeah, because I remember like when I called you, didn't answer. Because I texted you, and was like, I'm worried. Are you okay? And you finally texted back and was like, No, he's got me like barricaded in the room and shit. So I was like, do you want me to call the police and send them over there? And at first you were like, no. But then he just kept like going and going. And you were finally like, yeah. So I called the police, told them what was going on, sent them over there. And I showed up too. But they wouldn't let me go inside because they were trying to defuse the situation. And then they got him to come outside. And he's trying to argue and not argue, but like talk to me like, no, I'm sorry. I just love her and blah, blah, blah. Nah, get the fuck out of here. Go. I was yeah, like, you were definitely, in? like, done. And yeah. I knew that for sure because you weren't even trying to, like, look this fool in the eye. Mm-mm. And I'm like, I, I mean, I've seen you mad, so I know. I'm like, yeah, nah, he don't even know right now that exactly. these cops were here. Mm-hmm. She might be on his fucking ass right now. Yep, and the cops kept saying, let's sit back in the car. Nope, I'm going to stand here. If, you, if y'all won't let me go in the house. I ain't going to go in the house, but I'm going to stand right here until either he leaves and I see him leave or she gets in the car and comes with me. One of the two is happening. And I'm not going nowhere until that happens. Yeah, and so they finally got him to leave. <sighs> and then what I made think. that even worse, of course, was, well, thankfully, Jay's away at a friend's that weekend, but Jaden was here. So unfortunately, yep. he had to hear all the screaming and shit. And was all in between this shit. So he, he, I feel like he knew some of what was going on. Cause I did talk to him about it later. 
but I don't think he understood the full extent because, of course, he didn't know what happened that night before right. what went down. He probably just right. thought, oh, no, here they go hollering again mm-hmm. at each other, you know, because right. unfortunately, you know, he, that had just become a regular part of my life. Just yeah. arguing with this fucking thick-headed guy. Damn. Yeah, so that was... Mm, that the night before and then Halloween day that was just like next level crazy like each it just kept getting worse like hour by hour like it just he just kept getting crazier and crazier and then when I found out like like I said when I found out he was there that night when Mark dropped you off I was like already uneasy on edge like why the fuck would he go inside and be in there waiting for her and then when I found out you said he had me barricaded in the room and shit I was like oh hell like this ain't gonna end good like I'm not I'm not sitting back no more and just wishing her the best or letting her figure it out, you know, and, and be happy. I was like, no, there's no fucking way. So I was like, I'm calling cops and I'll be over there. And, and mind you, this kind of thing, which again, I didn't, a lot of people don't know all the shit I dealt with with his ass that I chose to take on really. It, that this was something as far as like him holding me, cause I'll say, I mean, like holding me hostage in my room, refusing to let me leave. He would do that a lot. Really? Yes. Wow. There would be many a nights where we would be screaming at each other. And because I was like, listen, clearly we're not getting anywhere here. We're both mad. I need to go walk this off. Like, I need to separate right. from you. But he never wanted that. He would never let me just leave. So he would, like, block the door, even though I'm like, let me fucking out of here. He would do this all the time. And there were times when he would do that. And, you know, I would get violent, not super violent, but there was a time where I did specifically punch him in the head because he was screaming at me. And I'm like, get the fuck out of my way. And I was in my closet at this time, my walk in closet. And I don't know what it was about. Like I said, we argued a lot. (laughs) And he was just refusing to let me out of the closet. I'm like, man, you don't get the fuck out of the way. Like, I tend to warn people before I put my hands on them. Right. And I guess they don't want to believe it until I do it. Mm-hmm. So that day I happened to do it, and I remember him saying, "Damn, my ears are ringing for like a week." Yeah, yeah, motherfucker. Because when I hit, mm-hmm. I'm not hitting to no to just tap you. And I was pissed off already and told you, I warned you. Yeah, and that's crazy. That that occurred. I'm like, man, I can't be with somebody that I feel like I got to use physical force on them because they're not respecting me right now. They're really trying to terrorize me constantly. Yeah. God, it's just so crazy. It's just like I said, like the whole progression, like from the first red flag that I like that pricked my antennas up to the last big situation on on Halloween. I was it just like progressively just got worse and worse, and it, it's crazy because I didn't even know half the shit that was going on. But in my mind, I just from what I did see and what flagged me, I was like, it's just getting worse and worse. And now oh, that yeah. I know even more what's going on, I'm like. That's just, it's just, it's crazy. And I'm glad that you see your worth now and will not allow yourself. And I, I'm hurt that you, like, put up with it because, like, I feel like you put up with it because maybe part of you felt like you had to or you, I, I don't know, like, what caused you to put up with it, but I'm hurt that you were low enough that to that point and not to be disrespectful, but, like, to allow yourself to get put through that. No, I hear you because... Honestly, that was the biggest sign that I knew I didn't love myself as much as I thought I did because I yeah. put up with all that. 
And it was a lot of things involved. You know, I got attached to his family. They got attached to me. You know, I was like really hoping like, okay, this is a family thing. Because again, he wasn't like this all the time for sure. It would just be, he would just, he was very quick tempered as you could see. Like the littlest thing would just get him agitated. He just did not know how to calm the fuck down in a healthy way. It would always, things would always escalate like that. It's like he could not stand being told I don't agree with you. You know, he would just, I don't just freaking spiral out. And definitely one of the red flags there with that situation too, is that I would saw how he would get, excuse me, with his family at times. Like sometimes his mom, like yelling at his mom. And in my mind, I'm like, why are you yelling at your mom? Like, I would even say to her, why are you talking to her like that? Cause she, da, 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 da. And I'm thinking as much as your mom does for you, mm-hmm. like your sister, your, your dad, like everybody's doing for you. You don't need to be acting like this. Right. You know, so even just that, I'm like, how somebody treats their mom, even though we know all moms aren't equal, but if I can see being around y'all that that mom does not deserve that type of treatment, Mm -hmm. something's not right about that, for sure. And even how he would get with one of his kids sometimes, I felt like he was too aggressive. And I would even tell him, like, I feel like you're being too hard on this child. And that would cause a problem. So it was it was a lot of things in there. And again, you know, there were times where he really was going to therapy, but then he would stop or he would start taking his medication. Then he would stop. So he had his moments like he really did have moments where it was like, okay, like maybe he is husband material. But then it's like when it was bad, it was bad. But when it was great, it was great. You know, that's I guess that's the best way I can explain it. But then, of course, you know, as I could feel my soul wearing down from the relationship. You know, it was just like, damn, is this really, are you really trying to marry this? Is this what you're trying to deal with the rest of your life? Do you think this is a great example for your kids? You know, like, is this what you're really willing to take on the rest of your life? And I know for a fact, (laughs) the universe, God, however you want to identify higher power, was telling me constantly, you got to get away. You got to leave this. And I kept making excuses. And I, and I would even ask for signs. That's the thing. And I would get the signs, but then I would make excuses. So that's yeah. why I feel like, in a way, I kind of deserve for that night to happen because it was the only way for me to really be like, I got to be done. Yeah. Because I knew there was no way I could stay with somebody who, who excuse me, who would humiliate me in front of my best friend like that. Like, there's no way I could face you again knowing that and call this person my partner. Knowing yeah. what happened, knowing how he insulted and disrespected you. Like, you know it's like, I how can you like look it. at somebody after they did that to your family? Yeah. How can you really be good with that person? I'm glad you felt that. And, and that was a contributing factor in you walking away because I'm not even going to lie. Like, if, if you would have stayed after that, there would have been no support for me with that relationship at all. And and not even not even because of how he reacted to how he acted to me. It was really because of how he treated you. And I was like, there's no way I can even try and support her staying with him if she decides to stay with him. There's no way. And I feel like I was worried because I was like, if that happens, like that's gonna put us on that would be the only thing that would have ever put a strain on our friendship because I wouldn't be able to just sit back and let you stay with him after that night that night was way too crazy 
it was and and now you probably have trauma from that shit too i'm sure because you've never been through any shit like that no i mean even when i was telling other friends about this shit they were just like what what and at certain parts in the story they're thinking oh this is the i'm like oh no honey there's more there's more but wait there's more (laughs) yeah and they're just like what no i can't believe it i'm like i know this almost seems like some telenovela shit for real yeah but it was real life but this really happened really happy. I will say I was I was scared but I wasn't like I wasn't like I you know well you know I I have tremendous faith in God so I I wasn't scared that he was gonna let something happen to us but I was scared in the sense of like I ain't never been in no shit like this where we are like literally driving and somebody is following us trying to get you out of the car and what scared me was just like what else can I do to protect her at this point? Like, if he opens his door while we're on the side of the at a red light or something, he opens his door and snatches her and pulls off. What? How am I going to be able to get her back? And that's oh, like the the scary part. Like, I wouldn't like. How could I get you back if he would have put you in that car and drove off? And it was so scary because like all I could think was if he succeeds in getting her out this car and into his car, as angry as he was all I could think was he's gonna very badly hurt her or he's gonna kill her so the whole time I'm thinking of scenarios like okay if this happens what I'm gonna do to get get her out like and keep something bad from happening because like I said I watched like documentaries of like murders and snaps and all that kind of shit and I, it always ends up with the lady, the girl getting beat the fuck up really bad or killed. And all I could think was like how he was acting was if he gets her, if he gets a hold of her, he's going to hurt her really badly or he's going to kill her. And I was just stressed like, how can I make sure that that doesn't happen? And it felt like, it felt like I had no control over the situation because everything that we tried to do to get away from it he was still there so I'm like well damn like what else can we fucking do at this point then the cops wouldn't come and help like nothing I'm just like what what else can we do like what are we gonna do if we get to your house but she end up being there and he's out there and like what do we do so it was just it was I will never want to be in that situation again not just for myself but for you (laughs) listen I'm probably just gonna stay single for the rest of my life (laughs) Because I can't. That was... uh, I would have never in a million years thought a situation like that could happen to me. And I'm sure a lot of people don't think that. I would have never Mm -hmm. thought the person that seemed to have been my life partner presented themselves as that way. That somebody who claims to love you so much would ever put you in harm's way on more than one occasion because I mean that was definitely like just the top but there's been more than once where he's definitely had me in a harm's way situation not as bad as that night but like I said just with the threatening to hurt himself and to threatening to ruin my life shit all that type of stuff you know even just picking fights with me and you know ruining my mental for the moment or something yeah but but that night it was like some it was like really if if you weren't there, you wouldn't believe. Like it was just like there's no way that happened, but it did. It but, definitely you know, fucking did. Just to you know, rule and like you said, like and it 
you went through it for a reason and you came out a better person and you came out safe and yeah thank god because i mean like you said i could possibly not be here today or mm -hmm. i can even have some lifelong injury you know like so it you made it out you it was a big eye-opener for you to to self-reflect even more so it ended up being a good situation, and I I know it's cliche to say like, it could have been worse, but it could have. No, it really and, could have, because, I mean, like you said, yeah. we hear these stories where it is that bad. Yeah, and all we I kept thinking, and I think I told the draft, it was all I kept thinking was, like, I cannot leave my best friend. Like, I cannot be one of them people on the shows I watched sitting there telling stories about her best friend and the red flag she saw, and they're not here anymore like I, I can't do that like I cannot there's no way I could and then I was thinking like you know I worry I think about everything so I was like oh my gosh like if something happens like how am I going to tell the kids like what am I going to like I can't afford it and I don't have space to raise her kids but if we got to fucking eat soup and sleep on the couch like I'm taking them like they're going to be with me regardless and I'm like thinking of all of this stuff Oh because gosh, as what? crazy as he was acting, like I felt like that's like I didn't think it was gonna end good, but I'm glad it did. Well, I know you said I don't need to apologize, but I still do want to apologize because if I never allowed this motherfucker to get so deep into my life, that's what she said. You shut up. <laughs> you would have never had to have gone through that because I can't even imagine how just stress you were in these moments and even the fact that you had to think like that like nobody should ever have to have that thought because of somebody being with an abusive partner but it's still not your fault like and I, I mean i know you like allow and you stuck around but like you're not responsible for his mind clicking out and him behaving that way whether you've seen the flags or not like it was still his actions and his choices that caused that to happen, not yours. And I feel like I would be remiss as a friend if I was like, I can't believe you put me in that situation. Because, no, I was more honestly focused on you, making sure you were okay. I wasn't, I don't care that I was scared or whatever. I was more concerned about you. Like, so, and you didn't do anything. Like, you know, don't, so don't feel like, you had it was partly your fault because you allowed him to do certain stuff before because no at the end of the day he's a grown man his decisions he makes them on his own and he's responsible for how he behaves and acts nothing that you do or say has anything to do with that because as adults if somebody says something or does something that we don't like we either can walk away and leave that person alone or we can ask how he acted so he chose to act that way Make nothing that you could say or do to make that any different. And honestly, it just seems like that's who he is as a person. So you could have fucking smiled and let, got in the car with him, and he still would have been mad. So like, oh yeah, and trust me, believe done. me. I played many ways with him when it's come to that, and him, him, you know, having his angry outbursts. It's like, okay, maybe if I'm just calm, he'll be calm. Or no, maybe if I just yell at him like he yelled at me, you know, it was mm-hmm. different things that happened there was even a time i remember this was early on in the relationship we were going somewhere and we were on route 273 i know a lot of people aren't going to know where that is it's somewhere <laughs> in delaware so, <laughs> and i don't know what the fuck we were arguing about but we were stopped at the at the red light 
and I was in the passenger seat and I was just like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna walk home. And I just got out the car and I really started walking. And here oh he is God. driving while I'm walking. He's like, get in the car, get back in the car, like really <laughs> screaming. And in my mind, I was like, no, fuck you. I'm yelling at him. But in my mind, I'm also thinking, no, fuck him. We're not doing this. You told him right. to shut the fuck up and stop arguing. But he wanted to keep going. And what did I say earlier on? I'm the type of person, if I'm usually that wound up, I know I can recognize my triggers of where I need to walk away. Yep. And if somebody's not allowing me that piece to do that, this is what's going to happen. I'm going to end up, I guess, jumping out the car at a red light. Yeah. Or I'm going to end up tagging your fucking head. That's what's going to happen. Like, it's just one of those two things because I'm trying to avoid that situation. Right. But if you're not even giving me the space, then it's not going to happen. He would never want to give me the space. And I remember even at times in the relationship where, again, it would, you know, be those ebbs and flows. And I'm like, you know, I really feel like maybe we don't need to see each other for a couple of days. He would freak out about that. Mm. He did not seem to like when I'm like, I need time to myself. And you understand that because you're the same way. Yes. Like there is time where I just need to be alone. Hey, I just want to be alone and binge watch a show or read a book right. or something. Like I do not need someone up my ass to do everything. I need space. And he didn't seem to get that. Nope. But ultimately at the end of the day, his loss. And and it's sad to say the the mindset and behaviors that he has, he's gonna keep being in going he's gonna keep being in this. And I just hope that he doesn't ruin somebody else's life or I know. somebody else. And That's what I get concerned about in his in the kids that they're seeing this shit. Because yeah. I remember even one night when things got heated and the cops had to be called, um, and his daughter was here and that's his youngest child. And while all this is going on, this child was so calm and I couldn't believe it. That's because she's used to it. And that's what scared the hell out of me. Thinking about it later, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is all she knows. Yep. She just knows dad goes wild. This is how he gets. Yep. And she's just sitting there calm. That fucked me up. And that should have, once again, probably was another sign that I was not... (laughs) looking at as hey girl you need to go you need yeah. to abandon ship right now abort mission yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so i said okay you know what god i'm listening to you from now on i know you're talking yep. to me <laughs> i am not gonna sit here and be stubborn and try to make something work that is clearly not working for me whatever's meant for me will be for me and it's not gonna be all of that involved yeah you don't give us partners to have us live in fear and trauma with them like so mm-mm. but you know again it, it happened I'm glad that that big blow up happened with me around because if he would have started blowing up like that with you about something else and you guys were alone just knowing how angry he was I'd have been like oh my god like it wouldn't have been good so I'm glad that I was there to help because you know you know me well enough like I am a protector of everybody hello <laughs> So yes, I, you are always, your mother. <laughs> yes, I always go into like protect mode. So I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I was able to be there. Like I ain't let that motherfucker do nothing to my best friend. I'm sad it had to be that way, but like I'm just glad I was there and that the 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 staff was there and you know helping us best they could. I would thank God for the lift driver because some people would have been pulled over and been like, you gotta get out. Like you're putting my life at risk now. That's and true. She was not. She was yeah. with it. She was like, I'm making sure y'all get home safe. Like, fuck him and fuck these cops for not coming to help us. 
So <laughs> we definitely had some angels and some support, you know, around us. Keeping oh, yeah. Us I, I definitely so. believe the universe was protecting us. Uh, they, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, all in all, man, it was some crazy shit. One day we'll be able to look back and laugh at it. <laughs> you know, I do wonder, because there are certain things I la- I can laugh about now that I'm sure if I did tell a story about it and laugh, people would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but with this I don't know I guess I gotta sit on it for some more years because I think the only thing I can laugh about when it comes to that situation is the fact that he really played himself and didn't realize yeah. how much he played himself and just laughing at the fact that he was just so mature and he really didn't believe that I would leave even though I threatened to leave him a lot of times but I understand too when you say something and you don't do it it's gonna yeah. be harder for people to take it seriously but I'm I'm happier now too because I can actually say, damn, I got out of that shit. I left. I have not went back. I have not like tried to stalk him on social or none of that. Like, cause when I'm like I'm done with somebody, I'm done. I'm cleaning everything, you know. Like I'm deleting your social, blocking your number. Like there's no need yep. for me to be tempted for anything, especially after all that. It's like no, that's somebody I. You know, and I remember even in the beginning, I was like, oh, maybe one day we can be friends. And I'm like, no, we can't. Yeah, we can't. And I was like, when months crazy. went on later and I thought more and was doing more of my like self-healing and self-therapy, I was like, no, you can never be friends with somebody who took After you to that. that level. There's yeah. no fucking way. You could never. Yeah, there, this, this person at, should not ever even come up on your radar again as far mm-hmm. as being close. Like there is all of that has been ruined and destroyed. There were exes I've had that it might not have ended well, but it never even got halfway to the point it did with this person. Never. It might have been just more like, oh, fuck you, and we bought each other. You know, but it's not not this. Not yeah. not ever, ever, ever to this extreme. Mm. I know when it, after a while, in the beginning, I'm like, oh, he's looking good therapy now. I was like, oh my gosh, she's gonna go back. Please don't let her go back. Like, no, I was, I was no, because I fell for that too many times. I fell for it because, like, like I said before, you know, he did. He would start, and then something would happen to where all of a sudden he can't attend or some bullshit where he wouldn't be consistent. So, nope, because that was the other thing too. I felt like you know he's probably doing all that just to try to keep me. And not mm-hmm. understanding that you got to be consistent. I tell my kids that you got to be consistent with things. You can't just be good for one day and think that's mm-hmm. enough to last your lifetime. That, that's is. not how that works. You got to stay the course. And yeah. with the level of issues, it seems like he has or had like, nah, bro, you need to consistently get help. Okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, you need to consistently get help. So yep. I'm just thankful that I'm out of that. Because I feel so much lighter in my spirit. I feel better. And I also realize just even the things I've accomplished this year by myself, there's no way I would have been able to do that stuff if I was still with him. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, he definitely was holding you back. Exactly. He was holding me back. And I also realized, too, you know what? I don't think I need to get married again. (laughs) I don't don't need to. I may not necessarily need a partner. So, and, and that was something I also struggled with in that relationship was, do I really, I don't know, because I need my space and all that. But then I was also, there was also other voice like, well, what if this really is the one? You don't want to yeah. dismiss the one, you know? So, yeah, but now I'm like, nah, I'm good. 
good by myself. <laughs> good by myself. And that's that. Like, we're not going to ignore red flags anymore. We're just Mm-mm. not. No fucking no. way. No, no, no. Mm. Man. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I'm just sitting here just thinking, like, mm. but God is good. Yes. Yeah, and definitely, definitely not dating another person that has more than one um, mother of their child. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> That's God. not doing between their children. No, no, no. Definitely not doing that again either. Mm-mm. Hell to the mom. But lesson learned. Absolutely. It's a hard lesson, but it was a necessary mm-hmm. lesson. Yeah. I'm just glad I'm on the other side of it. Yes, he ain't fucking talking you or calling you anymore, and nothing trying to find you. So hopefully he stays that way, wherever the fuck he is. I definitely hope it stays that way. I mean, I'm I'm glad too that even the day after that Halloween, I took off work and I went to the courthouse and I filed for that protection order. Yep. And even though it's gonna be expiring, uh, still I'm hoping that truly he's moved the fuck on and leave me fuck alone forever and yep. that in all this time that he's realized you know what we're not meant to be and that he's moved on I just hope he's not terrorizing somebody fucking else I don't know oh my god Lord bless her if he is oh. was he with his parents I don't know okay <laughs> I don't know I don't know, cause like I said, when I'm done, I'm done. I don't no, no, no. When, when, before, when you guys met? Oh, when we met. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But see, I didn't want to look at that as a red flag because I know in certain cultures, particularly the culture he's a part of, that yeah. if the child is single, they tend to stay home with the parents until they're married. So I didn't really look at that as like, oh, it's a red flag or whatever, but. Oh my god, that's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I thank you again for just coming on talking about oh, this. You're probably like, shit, I need a drink or something after reliving this. Come <laughs> <laughs> just have another smoke. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but I I really do hope that just given your perspective on this, that other people can get something out of it. If they have a friend or if they themselves are going through it, they can understand that. They're not alone in this. This isn't just happening to them and that they can get out. They can leave. Yeah. This and doesn't I guess have to my, define them. My final word would be to the you know people listening, if you are the friend, if you're on the friend side of it, um, say something sooner to your friend about your red flags um, instead of doing what I did, thinking, oh, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. Um, maybe if I would have spoken up and been persistent and like, you know, maybe some of it would have, it would have ended sooner and not as dramatically. So as the friend, just, if you're that friend, just trust your instinct, trust your gut and figure out a way to approach your friend about it where you can be honest and try to help, um, blow out the bomb before it explodes. So... That would be my my take on it. Yes. I think that's a great take. But thank you again for joining me to relive this bullshit. And I (laughs) promise I will not 
put you through this ever again because I'm staying single <laughs> probably for the rest of my life. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, shit! If Mark and I don't make it, well, knocking wood, I would be single the rest of my damn life. Mm-mm. It's too many crazies out here. It is. I mean, well, literally, just after my shit, that's the best way to describe it. <laughs> yes. Some crazy motherfuckers. Yes. So thank you again for joining. You are welcome. Oh my god. Thank so, you. All right. <laughs> Say bye well, to I've the been people. smoking the whole time. Oh, sorry, I forgot. I just tried to burn everything. <laughs> okay, bye, people. <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That is the end of this episode, the two-parter, y'all. It's done. Thank you so much for going on this journey with me. I truly appreciate it. And I would like to say that if you are not already following me on WordPress, please follow my blog at okvibes.wordpress.com. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Justine Monique, J-U-S-T-I-N-E-M-O-N-I-K-U-E. And I want to also tell y'all, that I realize more than anything through going through the shit I went through with uh, this trauma bonded bullshit (laughs) that I was seriously lacking in self-love. I thought I had loved myself wholly and conditionally, but no, I did not. I realized I was one of the holes in my game. And I would like to share with you a graphic I came across. I believe it was on Pinterest or Instagram. I can't remember. But I saved it to my phone as a reminder to myself about what self-love is. And this is brought to you by at katies.self.care.diaries and Just Girl Project. What people think self-love is. Being overly confident, thinking you are better than everyone else. What self-love actually is. Setting boundaries, being proud of yourself, recognizing your worth, embracing your imperfections, forgiving yourself, and acknowledging your feelings. So I share that with y'all to let you know that if you are ever with anyone that is violating your boundaries, that is not encouraging you to be your best self, that doesn't see your worth, that doesn't accept you as whole, that is always playing the blame game with you, that downplays your feelings, that is not someone you need to have around you. I don't care if that is supposed to be a partner, a friend, a parent, whatever. You don't need that shit. Know your worth and love yourself. And it starts by putting up those fences in the field of your life. Thank y'all. See you next Thursday.